Today's Dav is Dav Chaf Aleph. We are holding at the Gemara on Chaf Amid Beis. Yosef Reish Lakish commanded Yehuda Nesir. Reish Lakish was sitting before Yehuda Nesir. Yehuda Nesir was the Nasi, but he was the grandson of Rabbeinu HaKadosh. So Reish Lakish was sitting in front of him. Yosef Ka'amar and Reish Lakish was darshaning. He was explaining the way he understood our Mishnah. So we had in a Mishnah that we have Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Ruvain Harani Nozir. Shimon came along and said Amen, and then Levi came along and said Amen. So the way we're understanding it right now is that Shimon is being Matfis in Ruvain, and also Levi is being Matfis in Ruvain. And there is a shtickle Chiddush, is that, that even though there's somebody in between Levi and Ruvain, Levi is also being Matfis in Ruvain. That's, that's the way we understood it. Comes along Reish Lokish with that understanding, and he says like this, He says that this only works is if all three of them were within Teichadei Dibur. Teichadei Dibur is going to be the amount of time it takes for a Talmud to greet his Rebbe, as we're going to see. When the Kama Tokadei Dibur, and how much explains Rish Lokish's Tokadei Dibur? Kadei She'el Sholem. It's like the greeting. And what type of a greeting? The Kama Kadei She'el Sholem. Kadei She'omer Sholem Talmud Larav. It's when a student greets his Rebbe, which means it's actually three words. Sholem Alecha Rebbe. Sholem Alecha Rebbe, which means that you have to squeeze in the two Amains after the original Ruvain has finished saying Hareini Nozir, it only works, you can't have too much of a gap. In order to show it's connected to a previous statement, it has to be no longer than a three-word uh, break. So basically, the, then the, the most you could technically fit in is, is actually three words. It means technically there could have been a third Amen. Shalom Alecha Rebbe, Amen, 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 that would have been technically. The Mishnah gave an example of two, but technically it could have been three. Now, that's what, uh, that's what Reish Lakish explained Chatna Mishnah. Comes along Rabbi Yehuda Nasir, Yehuda Nasir hears this, and he disagrees with him. And he says as follows, the reason I disagree with you is because the whole Pshat, where did they pull out of the air, Shalom Alecha Rebbe? Where did they pull it out of the air? Where did that come from? He says, because really what, 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 what the, the uh, uh, concern was, let's say you hear somebody say, just I'll go with our case. He said, Hareini Nazir. And you want to also say, Amen. You want to chop Ryan. And all of a sudden your Rebbe shows up. So we want to allow you to be able to greet your Rebbe, but still accomplish what you need to accomplish. Because otherwise... You might ignore greeting your Rebbe, or you might be upset that you weren't. So therefore, that allows you to do it. So he said, but that doesn't work if you only have three words. Right? Because let's say you heard Ruven say, Hareini Nazir. And that moment, your, 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 uh, your Rebbe walks in. If you say, Shalom Alecha Rebbe, you already used the three words. You cannot go back and say, um, so then what's the whole point? So therefore, what, what Rabbeinu HaKadosh is, uh, I mean, uh, Rabbi Yudha Nasiyah is going to dis- disagree. He said that the, the interval of Shalom Alecha Rebbe, which still allows you to get back and chaparayin one word, which means technically you have four words. You could, so therefore, from the moment you say, uh, uh, that you heard him say, Hareini Nazir, then even if your Rebbe would come that second, you'd be able to say, Shalom Alecha Rebbe, and then get back to saying, Amen. So really, the amount of G'day She'ela Shalom Lerab gives you four words to work with. Therefore, technically, by the way, would come out that you could have had the case of the Mishnah with four people becoming, an, uh, in addition to Ruvain, you could have had four Amains, and it still all would have been in the Shalom Alecha Rebbe. What if you're in the Sia is disagreeing with Reish Lakish in, 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 in fundamentally that what we normally thought Shalom Alecha Rebbe gives you three words. He says, no, it doesn't make sense to give you three words. It must be giving you the fourth word because the whole purpose of it is to allow you to get back to what you were doing would only work if there's four words, not if it's three. That's the point that he's making. So Gemara says like this: Samalei. She says, "Tubla shapka." You have now not allowed. You've gone back to not allowing revotel etalmido any space for the student. Meaning, what do you mean you've not allowed any space for the student? The student that'll now say shalom alecha rebbe will not be able to return 
to the issue at hand, to him saying Amen to Hareini Nazir. Shimon will be, Shimon is the student, will not be able to go say Amen to the Hareini Nazir of Reuven if he had to greet his Rebbe. Must be therefore that when we say Shalom Alecha Rebbe is the, is, is the, is the, uh, Kadesh Eila Shalom Laram, that's the interval with allowing you still to go back and do what you were doing. That's the point. Alright, now. Tanya Namihachi, we're going to learn this, the, the Mepharshah learns differently. We're going to learn this the way the Rosh, I believe, Tosas as well, is that this is actually a support for Eshlokish. means we're going to say that the standard way of understanding Shalom Alecha Rebbe is that you have three words, is the norm, and not the three words, interval plus a fourth word. We're trying to bring a Ryan to support Rish Lakish as opposed to Yehuda Nasir. That's the way the Rosh enters his learners. Misha Amar Hareini Nazir, right? So it says like this, the Bible says, the person said, that our case of the Mishnah, Ruvain said Hareini Nazir, Veshama Chavero, and his friend Shimon heard, right? Dibur, and he waited the prescribed time, which means the Chorah, how many words did he wait? Three, three. He waited three. Kedai dibur for Amar ve'ani, and only then on the fourth word did he say ve'ani. Who asur? The original Reuven is the one who's bound because he's the one who said already nazir. Chaveiro Shimon Mutter is not bound. Why? Because the Chora he waited how many words? He waited three. He waited three. He, uh, and, and by saying it on the fourth, he didn't, ha- it wasn't chopping a rhyme. Therefore, this would, if, 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 this brisa seems to clearly indicate that the understanding of Rish Lokish is correct. That it has to be within three words, you don't get four words. Because if you got four words, then Shimon also should have been a nausea, right? So, Keshach, Kadei Dibur. Now, the way, uh, the way, uh, Yehuda Nesia will actually have to try to get out of this means maybe he waited Kadei Tokadei Dibur and not that immediately on the fourth word he said Vani. He waited the, 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 the according to he'll say it means that he waited four words. That's what he'll have to say it means. It's a little bit of Dochuk, but otherwise it would be a Tiyukta. Now, it says the one like this. The Kama Tolkadei Dibur, and the Brisa continues, Namash Tolkadei Dibur, Kadei Shayla Shalom Talmud Larab. It's a Shalom Talmud greeting the Rab, which again is three words, which is Mashma, that already once three words have gone by, you no longer can do it, which supports Reish Lakish as opposed to Rabbi Yehuda Nesiyah. Lema Messiah Lay, the Gemara again, what, uh, questions whether the following is also a support of, of Reish Lakish. Lema Messiah Lay, does the following also support Reish Lakish? Now, this is our Mishnah, right? What our Mishnah said, Misha Am Hareini Nazir, Veshama Chaveiro. So we had the case was, Ruven said Hareini Nazir, Shimon heard, Veshama Vani, and Shimon said Vani. And comes along uh, Levi, and Levi says Vani. Now listen to the Cheshbon over here. It's a very interesting Cheshbon. Right? The, according to Reish Lokish, how many people would be allowed to say Vani? It should be three. 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 three right? Because you only have three words. From the, when Ruben finishes, you've got three words. Now, so why not give three examples, Vani, Vani, Vani? It's not necessary. Because the primary point he wants to make is that even though Shimon said the first Vani, Levi can come along and also say, I also want to be like Ruben, even though there's been an interposition of a guy. It works. So you only really have to give an example of two. You don't have to give me more than an example of two. There's no need. Because the standard understanding Shalom Aleichem Rebbe normally is three words. I understand that. But I, I'm, I'm giving you an example of two to show me that, the, that Shimon works and even Levi works even though Shimon interposes. And Levi, the way we're understanding right now, is also going, connecting back to Ruvay. Even though Shimon's in between, it still works. Now, but if you hold like that the pshat in this Mishnah is the way Rabbi Rab Yehuda Nasir understood, now he's saying a big chiddush, because he's sta- changing, the, he's understanding the Mishnah is not what we normally, the standard we normally understood, is that Shalom Aleichem Rebbe only gives you three words, you actually have four, so then why didn't the Tana of the Mishnah, if you want to bring out the biggest amount of novelty over here, how many guys should he have had saying Vani? Three Again, he holds, how many words can you get in after Ruvain? So therefore, you should have said, Vani, 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 and all four of them 
work. Because that would have been teaching me a big novelty that even number four, that even though he's coming after three words, that Shalom Alecha Revi doesn't mean you have to chaperine in three words. It really gives you the ability to chaperine in four. So the words ask the question. The fact that it only gave you two Va'anis works well with Reish Lakish. But if it was going the way Rabbi Yehud Yeshua, and Asiya understood, then why didn't the case in the Mishnah give you four? Why did it only give you two? It should have given you four. That's, that's what the Morris question is. The Chayram, so Morris says, uh, says, Vamar Vani Vani Vesuloi, and it doesn't give you any more examples which, which support Reish Lokish, but does not support Yehuda Nasiya. That's the Morris question. So the Gemara now, this is the way the Rosh learns. The Gemara learns, it's actually a piece missing. One should explain it, but what the Gemara is going to say now is Yehuda Nasiya did not understand the case of the mission the way we understood it. We understood is that the primary person saying Hareini Nazir is Ruven. When Shimon says Va'ani, what is he doing? His big mafis is connecting himself to, uh, to Ruven. When Levi says Va'ani, what is he being mafis himself? No, that's not the way we explain it. Also back to Ruven. That's the way we explain it. That's the way you're right. And therefore, when Reish Lagish came along and said, you have Tolka de Dibur, he meant that each one it's connected, uh, it's connected. You only have three words. You can go vani, vani, vani. Says the Gemara is that 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 and Nasiya understood the Mishnah differently. He understood is that actually each one is connecting to the one before him. That when Ruvain said Ireni Nazir comes along Shimon. Shimon is tying himself to Ruvain. Comes along Levi when he says Va'ani, what is he connecting? He's connecting himself to the Va'ani of Shimon, not to the Ruben. Now, once you say this, then there's no problem of Tolkade Dibur. You don't, you don't think it before because you, you could go on a, a thousand people could keep saying Va'ani, as long as there's no Tolkade Dibur between each one. So to give an ex- our question was, why don't we give an example of four? Because that's only if you learn the way Reish Lakish understood that everyone's connecting back to Ruvain. But now that we're saying the way your Yehuda Nasiya understands it is that no, each one is connected with Ruvain. There's no need to give four examples because really you could give a hundred examples that's not, it doesn't bring out the point that you only have four words because really each one is not basing himself on the original, each one's basing himself on the person before him. Right? That's what's answering. So, and the way the Gemara expresses this, what should the Tana be like a peddler? Keep going and going. There's no purpose of saying, Vani, 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 Vani. Why, says the Rosh? Because the way he understands it is each one is connecting to the guy before him. We're not connecting back to the original, so there will be no purpose into it. Be like a peddler going from person to person. There's no need to do that. Says Mark, it's fine, I understand that. But now, let me ask you a question. If each one is connecting to the guy before, then why do you even need to have two Va'anis? Right? The whole point, according to Reish Lakish, I understand why you have two Va'anis. Because each one is connecting to the original guy. So it tells you that even Levi is connected to the original guy. We'll connect them even though there's a Shimon in between. But the way you're telling them, you didn't see us understand the title of the Mishnah, each guy is just connecting to the guy before. When you say Va'ani, all you mean is the guy before. Then why do you have to have two Va'anis? There's no purpose of it. Why would you think it doesn't work? I mean, why do you even give me, it should say, Hareini Nazir, and another one came along and said, Vani, and that's all you need to say. Since each one is going to connect to the person before him, that would be sufficient. Why do you even have to have two guys saying Vani, according to what we're learning now? To demonstrate that the third person is relying on the second one. No, that doesn't show it to you. That's a, he says, that's the automatic understanding. It doesn't demonstrate that to you. Two people doesn't show that to you. Two people could still be there relying on the original God. But he's saying, no, that logically doesn't make sense. Each one's relying on the God before him. So you only need one person for that. You don't have to have two people for that. Uh, so then I only have one and, 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 uh, and, and, and just record that, that the Gersiyah of the, uh, of the, Lishmina uh, Hachi. So, and just, and just teach like this. Is that, uh, that Ruven said, Areni Nazir. And, uh, and, and Shimon said, Va'ani. Uh, Why do you have to have the two Va'anis if each one logically saying really connects the person in front of him? Then there's no need to give me even two. Samara so says, Achanami. You're right. Technically, the idea of the original statement would have been brought out by just one Va'ani. We only have to have two Reuben and Shimon. You wouldn't have to have Levi. 
Aye, you're going to ask the question, so why do you have to have Levi? Because we know the way the Tanoim taught pedagogically, they like to create symmetry from the first part of the Mishnah with the second part of the Mishnah. And now why is it in the second part of the Mishnah that we need to be dealing with three people? And therefore in the first part of the Mishnah it also made a dealing with three people. The Ketani say, because in the second part of the, of the Mishnah it says, that let's say the first fellow went to the base din and removed his neder. It says, Hutra Kulan, all of them have been removed. Hutra Achron, you move the last one. So then, Ha'achron Mutter, only the last one is removed, but everyone above him, Ha'achron Mutter, Ha'chulan, everyone else, Asurin. Now that terminology, that if one gets removed and the rest of them are either bound or the rest of them fall off, doesn't work when you only have two people. In order to use that terminology, yes, what do you have to have? You have to have at least three. That's why you need to have three, uh, three cases with Ruben and two Va'anis. Michlal de Ikem Tzayza, obviously there's a middle person here. They're not just two people, there's a middle person as well. That's why we had to have the two Va'anis to make it Ruben Shimon and Levi to fit the Kvachulan terminology that is being used at the end. Now, the Gemara now cuts to the crux of the issue. That Yiboyeluhu, the Bnei Yeshida actually had this as a Shiloh. And I guess it circles back to how you understand the Mishnah. The Gemara wants to know, the, the Bnei Yeshida wants to know, when Yeruvein says, Hareini Nozir, and two people show up, and one says, Va'ani, and another one says, Va'ani, do we understand the second Va'ani as connecting to the first Va'ani, which is the way Rabbi Yehuda Nasiya explained the Mishnah, or do we say that the, the, that the second Va'ani connects back to the original Reuben, which is the way we said Rishlokish explained the Mishnah. Logically, which one makes sense, and can we bring a proof one way or the other? That's what the Gemara wants to know. So let's see this inside. The Gemara says like this, Iboyeluhu, Bnei Yeshiva had the following Shailah, Chad Bechavrei Mitzvahs, do we say when you have Vanis one after the other, each one is being matfis and the friend before him? Or do we say that the subsequent Vanis are still connecting to who? The first. the first fellow. Back to the first fellow, to Ruvain. At the end of the day, is there going to be a halachic difference? Either way, they're all nazir, right? What's going to be the halachic nafkamino? Someone says, I'll tell you what the nafkamina is going to be. Because if you learn like Rish Lakish, then the Tochadei Dibur, you're limited. You can only fit in, after the original guy, you can only fit in three guys. You can only fit three Vanis. The fourth one would not be enough to connect to the original one. But if you learn like Rabbi Huda Nasiya, which is the second way of understanding, that each one's connecting to the one before him, how many Vanis can you have? And in Phanayim, you can keep going. That, that's going to be a big nafkamina. So what it says, like, whether you can be keeping to be matfis, when you can attach yourself and continue on. Because if each one is being matfis and the one before him, then you can go on ad infinitum and go on forever. But he Amar, but if you say the Kamamatvasi, but if you say that uh, that each one is only being matfis in the original Ruvain, and you can't go more than the original Tokade Dibur, three words according to Ishlak is three Vahanis, and then you stop. Then it wouldn't work. So my so again that's the Shaiva. That's the Halakhic query that we're asking. When you have multiple Vanis connecting back to original Ruvain, is the original, uh, is the Anis connecting to the original statement of Ruvain, or is a Levi connecting to Shimon, Yehuda will connect to Levi, etc., etc. So Tashema, come and listen. Hareini Nozir. We said as follows. I think this is a Brysa. It says, Hareini Nozir, Veshama Chavero, Vamar Vani, Vani. No, actually, this is our Mishnah. It said like this, is that we had two cases of Va'ani in the Mishnah. Right? Two cases of Va'ani. The Sulo Midi. And that's it. It only gave two. Now, what does that indicate? It says more like this. The Chorah, that seems to indicate that you, that you cannot go more than Tolkadei uh, Dibur. And the reason it only gave you the two is because, again, because the one interposes for the other one you're jumping all that that Shimon is jumping over. I mean, Levi's jumping over Shimon. So I gave you the example of two, but there's no need to continue on. But if in fact you hold 
that you're not bound by Tokadei Dibur, then how many Va'anis should have given you to show that? Make it four or five Va'anis, and then you would have learned that actually that's the way it's working, which there's a Chiddush in that, so why didn't the Tana do that? So Shmami Nebuchadnezzar the Mafis, you see, the fact that it only gave you two, and that's enough to show you the Chiddush. The Chiddush is that, that you can jump the guy in front of you to go to the original one, you only need two to be able to show me that, two Va'anis. These are because in fact, if you want to learn like the second side of the Shiloh, you're going to see his way of understanding. So litni tuva, then you should have given multiple vanis past what tokadei dibur would have been to show that we're not bound by tokadei dibur over here, right? So therefore, litni tuva vani. Simura holds no. Tana kiruchla lekshavalezo. Simura says like this. That also. That would have been too much. I mean, the Tana, you know, the Tana's really want to keep things as concise and to go on. That would have required to say the word Vani, 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 Vani four or five times. That, the Tana would be, that's going like a peddler and that, 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 that's, uh, would have been, uh, no need to, to go ahead and do that. Besides the fact, it could be that the, 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 the Tarts, the one giving the answer holds, that it's push it, that when you say Vani, it's the guy before you. So if it's push it, it's going on the guy before you, not on the original guy. What's the per- purpose of going ahead and writing Vani five times, it's partial that that's what it means. There's no need to go ahead and say it. It'd be like, like a peddler. So when it says, So now they want to actually ask the same question. Well, okay, fine. If everyone is being Magnus and the person before, the same, same child we had before, then why do you have to have more than one Vani? If you wanted to learn the way Rachel Lockish learned that you have to have, each one's going back to the original, so I need to know two. The third one can be Matfis in the first one, even though he's jumping the second one. But if everyone is just being Matfis, the guy in the guy before, and you hold that's Pashit, then why do you have to have more than one Vani? Why do you have to have two Vanis for? We gave the same answer we had before, because we want to have its uh, symmetry with the rest of, of the Mishnah. I did the Tchani, Hutter Harishon, Hutter Kulon. Since it says later on in the Mishnah that when you're, uh, when you're Matir Ruvain, Okay? It's matir for everyone below him. And when it says, Huta Akron, when you matir the last fellow, Ha'akron mutter kulan asurim, but the people above him will be asur, so therefore that, the left lotion only lends itself that you have to be dealing with at least three people. So therefore, that's why we had two vanis. It's actually literally the same exact terrors, uh, that we had before. Okay. Toshima, come and listen. Again, we want to bring a raya. To one way or the other. Is the pshat, each one's matfis in the original guy in Rubain, or they're being matfis, each one the guy before him. Rishon, Kulan. So it says, if you knock off the nether from Rubain, so then Hutar Kulan, Hutar Kulacha means everyone below him who, right, falls away. Now that works no matter how you learn. Because even if you learn like Rish Lakish, that everyone's tying it to Ruvain, then for sure. And even if you learn it, that everyone's tying to the person below him, well, if Ruvain getting knocked off, knocks off Shimon, and Levi was tied to Shimon, that knocks off Levi, and Yehuda was tied to Levi. So either way, that works, that lotion works according to everybody. No problem. Right. So therefore, Huta Kulon, so therefore, Huta Rishon, Huta Kulon. Rishon, Huta Shoru, Right. Now, it's mashma, in order to knock off everyone below, what do you have to knock off to knock off the people first below? Guy. Only the first guy. Now, same thing more like this. That actually would be a raya that Reish Lokish's way of reading in the Shaila, the way we had the Shaila, is the correct way. Because that's true when you knock off uh, when you when you knock off Ruvain, it knocks off the people below him. But if you would knock off Shimon, it wouldn't knock off the people below him. Why wouldn't it knock off the people below him? Because Levi wasn't Tali in Ruvain. Levi was Tali. Levi wasn't Tali in Shimon. It's Tali in Ruvain. So it would knock him off. So he was asking a question. So then why are you telling me only if you knocked off the first one does it knock off the people below? Right? Even if you're not, if, if you learn the way, the, the, the other way of the Shiloh, if you're in a Sears way of understanding that each one is totally in the person be, uh, above them, then even if you would knock off the second guy, it would knock off everyone below him. But the way the Mishnah is written, it's mashma, only if you knock off the first guy, not if you knock off the second guy. That's the Morris point. 
So what it says like this. So Rishon who the Sharu, it's only the first one who can permit everyone below him. Hi and Soi, but the middle guy, Shimon, if you would knock off Shimon, Loi, it wouldn't knock off everyone below him. So what does that show you? So Shmami, you know, the Kavimat Vishnu, because everyone below him wasn't needing him. Everyone below him was going to the original Ruben. So knocking off Shimon wouldn't knock off Levi and Yehuda, uh, uh, right. So what does it say like this? So therefore Shmami, Kavimat Vishnu. So like this, that's not, that's not a good proof. I will tell you as follows. You could learn like Yehud and Nesir said, and each one he's doing it to the person before. But you, uh, but we wanted to say that by knocking this one off, Hutar Kulon. It's not just knocking everyone below them, but it's knocking everyone off. The only way to knock everybody off that no one's going to be a Nazir anymore is only with the first one. Because even if you tell him that if you knocked off Shimon, it would knock off everyone below Shimon, there still would be someone who's a Nazir. Who would be Nazir? Ruven, the first one. So to say the Lashon of Hutar Kulan, they all become Mutter, doesn't just mean everyone below, it also means everybody above. That only works if you knock of Ruven, that's why that's given as the example. That's the point that one is making. So one says like this, I did buy Mikna, since it wanted to teach the Mishnah Hutar Kulan, everybody, everybody is no longer Nazir. Right? Itana, I'm sorry, if it would have given the example of Shimon being knocked off, Shimon being Matthew's netter, that would help for Levi and Yehuda in that side of the Shailah. But Ikarishon, but Ruvang still would be a Nazir. That's why it gives the example that the first one is knocked off and knocks everyone off, because that's the only case where everyone will no longer be a Nazir. Tashima, come and listen. We're going to bring Uriah. Okay? Says Hutra Achron. Now, usually, what does Achron mean? The simplest understanding. Mamish the last one. So, therefore, let's say you had four people: Ruven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. Yehuda would be the last one. So it says Hutra Achron, Ha'Achron Mutzer. That means the last one is not a Nazir. Vechulan Asurin, but everybody else is still bound in their Nazirus. The law Ikachrina Basrei because uh, there's no one else after the last fellow, right? There's no one after the last fellow. But it's Mashmal, let's go in our case, with Reuben, Shimon, and Levi. Let's say you would knock off Shimon, right? What does that imply? Everyone behind him would then be off as well. Ruben. Again, again. It's saying is when the, when Achron, when, when the, when, when does it only affect one person? When it's the last guy. But Mashmai Dai is going to be the middle guy. It wouldn't just only affect the middle guy. It would affect the middle guy and the last guy. Right? What does that seem to hold? Show you. That you're now connected to the first guy, you're connected to the Gantronian. Right, right. So therefore the reason, so that's the one I was asking. The, it seems to say that it uses the example of the last guy, the Achron, oh, only the Achron, that only the Achron is, uh, 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 that the only way, it's like this, let's read it again. Because there's no one after him. But if you would have knocked off the middle guy, the Ikafinabasre, that there is somebody after him, said mystery, then that that third guy would not have become, would not have been problematic. Why wouldn't that third guy not have been problematic? It's only when, you, the only time the, the, the last guy gets knocked off, if he's the guy who becomes mutter. But if the second guy got knocked off, it wouldn't affect the last guy. Why? Because the last guy is totally in the first guy, not totally in the second guy. So this also would seem to be shmami no, chabachabre matvis, uh, that each one, did I, did I say this incorrectly? Let's say again. Tashma, let's go, let's say the Raya again. Tashma, Hutara Achron, if you matter the last fellow, the last fellow's mutter, but everybody above Remchul and Asurin, everyone is still nausea. To Lo Ikafrina Basre, because it's Mashma, why? Because there's no one after him. Right. Abal Emsoi. But if it would have been somebody who's not the Achron, somebody would be the middle guy. Yeah. It's Mashma, if you would have knocked the Ikach in a Basre, that if you would have knocked off Shimon, then what would happen? And Levi would be off as well. Then Levi would have been off as well. That would have affected the, uh, the person after him, right? That implies that each one's connected to the one above them, not that they're connected to the original, I think I said wrong. Right. Each one is the one above him, like you're going to see it, not like, right? right. So what the Mar is going to push back. The Mar is going to say is, no, that's not correct. The word Achron, 
in Talmudic, in, in, in Mishnahic terminology, doesn't always have to be the last person. Achron can be used any time it's not the first person. Anytime something's not the first person, he's an achron to the first person. So when the Mishnah says that if you knock off the achron, right? So then what happens is that uh, everyone else is okay, could still be talking about the second guy, could also be called the achron, and everyone could still be okay because everyone's totally to Reuben, not totally to the person before them. That's the way we're going to get away being a kasha and reish lakish. Like Reish Lakish understood. Everyone's being Matfis in Ruvain. When it says that when you knocked off the Achron, it's Mashma, only the Achron is impacted and nobody else is impacted. The Ktani, what is it referring to? It could even be referring to the Amtsai, the middle guy. For I did it on a Rishon, but since the first guy is called the Rishon, anybody after the Rishon is referenced as? Tana Achron, everybody else is referred to, also included in the terminology as the Achron. Tashema, come and listen. Sanya Behedya, we found a Brisa that states explicitly, cuts to the chase. It says, Hutter Arishon, if you knock off the first one's nether, Hutter Kulan, everyone below him gets knocked off. That's not a problem. Hutter Achron, if you knocked off the last fellow, Ha'achron Butzer, only the last fellow gets knocked off. Hulan, everyone above him, is still a Suri. Hutter Emtsai. If you knocked off the middle guy. Now, what should be the rule? If you knocked off the middle guy. If it's Rachel Akish, it wouldn't matter because it'd be connected to the first guy. Haman, Novelamata Mutter. Everyone below him has been knocked off. Haman, anyone above him, is Osir. So clearly we see from this that if it would have been Reish Lakish, it should still be everyone below him is Osir. The fact that it says that everyone below him is also Mutter, so that each one is being Matvis in the one above him, and they're not being Matvis in the original one, which is the way of Yehud and Nesia understood, not the way Reish Lakish understood. But that answers the Shiloh that the Bnei Yeshiva raised. Let's go on. All right. We had in our Mishnah that it says, Hareini Nozer Veshama Chaveiro, that they had, that somebody asked, well, why do we need those last cases? They seem to be the same as before. This is the Chiddush. So you, 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 Ruven says Hareini Nozer. Shimon is there, and instead of saying Va'ani, which for sure would bind him as a Nozer, what did he say? Pika Piv. He says, I want my mouth to be like his mouth. Or Sa'ari Kasaro. Or I want my hair to be like his hair. Now on this, the Gemara has a question. Because you said, I want my mouth to be like a Nazir's mouth, a Sari Kasaro, my hair to be like his hair, a Nazir. That's enough to make a person into being a Nazir. For Amina, I'm going to ask you a following contradiction from this Brysa. What does this Brysa says like this? Um, it says, Yodi Naziro. If a woman says, I want my hand to be a Naziro. Viragli Naziro. I want my foot to be a Naziro. Lomar Klum. That's not binding. That's not a binding Nazirus. Roishi Nazira. If you said, I want my head to be a Nazir. Kvedi Nazira. I want my liver to be a Nazir. Hareze and Nazir. What's the difference? This is the principle. If you use a part of the body that a person cannot live, means literally means that the soul is tied to. You can't live without it. It's a significant part of the body that the body needs for survival. So then, that's considered an act of Nazirus. But if you use a part of the body that is not necessary for survival, then that does not bind you as a Nazir. What's the Gemara's question? Then how come in our Mishnah when he said, I want my mouth to be like the Nazir, or I want my hair to be like a Nazir, those are parts of the body that are not totally the Neshama So therefore, what should be the rule? It should not be binding, right? Says the Gemara, I'm a Rav Yehuda, I'm a Rav Yehuda, uh, he says like this, it's apples and oranges, a huge difference between them. If a person is on, sta- on his own, he wants to originate a Nazirus. If you want to make yourself into a Nazir, there's no question. If you want to say Hareini Nazir and you want to mention a part of your body, the only way you can make yourself a Nazir is if you what? You mention a part of the body that is significant for the survival of the person. That's fine. Here we're not talking about that case. Here we're talking about there was somebody in front of you that already was a Nazir. You have the Nazir there. And therefore, in such a case, you're not generating the, 
the Naziris. Where is the Naziris being generated? By connecting back to, so therefore, if you said, I want my mouth to be the, like, like his mouth, then we're gonna say that means that you're accepting yourself that just as his mouth can't drink wine, your mouth can't drink. Or you said, I want your hair to be like his hair. So therefore, what you're accepting yourself is just that he's not allowed to cut his hair. There, it doesn't matter that it's a part of the body because you're not generating. All you needed to show is that you're connecting to what he was doing. And the, the rush even takes it a step further. And even if you say, well, say, my hand should be like his hand, that I'm not allowed to touch dead bodies. My foot should be like his foot, that I'm not allowed to go into basic forest. That also would be binding because you're not the source of the generating the Nazirus. You just need to be mocked and somebody already did it. Then that rule love that it has to be a significant part of the body no longer is applicable. That is what Rav Yehuda is about to say. So Rav Yehuda the Amar Hachi Amar of Yehuda the Amar Hachi that the priest say we understand what the person means to be saying is Yasafiv Kafiv my mouth will be like his mouth to refrain from Yayin Vesari Kisara my ears will be like his hair Miligazais from getting cut. That's the shot over here, and therefore it's got nothing to do with whether it's a, a, an important part of the body or not, because it's not generating the zeros, it's being matrix to an already existing the zeros. Let's go back to it. Now, the way we explained the Mishnah yesterday, I think Yisrael and I understood what we understood originally might be even the Maskan of today's Gemara. But the way we understood it is that if the, uh, if the wife says, I want to be a Nazira, and he said, Va'ani, right? He no longer can be made for her Naziris. And the way we explained it yesterday, he can't be made for her because by making her, he would also be made himself. And a man does not have the ability to be made for his own Naziris. That's the way we explained it yesterday. We're going to see maybe there's a different way to learn it. <coughs> Let's go on. Someone says, Iboy Lahu. The one says like this. The one has the following Shiloh. This is Shiloh we had a few days ago, and we actually elaborated on in, this, in, in the Dorim. In Rasafas Adara, we said that when Beistin, you go to Beistin to revoke a neder, to annul actually, a neder. So the way it works is they have to find a Pesach. When they find a Pesach, they find a reason, it revokes, it, not, it uproots the neder as, it never, as if it never existed. Right? It doesn't ex- it's like it never existed. But the question over here is, what about when the husband revokes his wife's nether, right? What does it do? How does it work? Does it also, the same, we'll see if it's exactly the same way, but does it make it as if that nether from the get-go doesn't exist? Or does it chop it? Means it chops it from now moving forward. But till now, actually it's possible that it was binding, but now it's like you just don't need a pass. You don't, it just gives like that color. I'm cutting it now. Done. No more nether. So how does it work? So that's the Shiloh. Let's see it inside. See, boy, lehu. Baal, the husband, miakar akar, does he uproot a nazirus or a neder when he's made for his wife's uh, neder? Or Dilma Megas, guys, or maybe it chops it from now on. What's going to be a difference which way it works? Tell it makes a big difference. Let's say a woman said, reigning a zero. And her friend, her neighbor heard, and said, me too. Right? Me too. Right? And the husband of the first wife, the first wife heard, the first woman heard, the heifer lied, he was made for his neder. If you tell me that the way it works is it uproots it as if it didn't from the beginning, then what will it do? It not only uproots her nether, but it also uproots the friend. Because that comes out the friend was being tying herself to a nether that didn't exist, right? So therefore, me akar akar roy. It should also be matir for the friend. Now, i amad megas guys, but if you tell me it chops, so then roy, Then only moving forward, so your wife has been made for. However, asiro, but the friend would still be bound. Now, I had a difficulty with this. I'm going to get into too much iun because the way we explain it in the Mishnah that you can't be made for your wife when you make yourself taller than your wife because you can't be made for yourself then why don't you say the same thing too? You shouldn't be able to be made for your wife because by being made for your wife, you're also being made for 
the friend. You don't have a koach to be made for your friend either. So if that was the svara, why? So there are ways to be mechalik. I'm just pointing that out there. That lechora. I think the maskana is not going to make a difference, but but that pointing that out. If you're part of a base din, you can get rid of your friends too, right? Base din does work different. That's not shalom. That works retroactively. But if this is with the koach of a fara that the Torah gave you, the revoking of husband. So one says like that. So mine. So again, the shaila is: Does it work uh, in uh, 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 to be the ochre retroactively or moving forward? So Toshima, come and listen. Let's say our Mishnah. He cannot be mefer. Now, why can't he be mefer? If you tell me that all it does it chops it moving forward, then why can't it be made for? Right? Even if you tell me the reason because it can't be made for himself. It's not being made for for yourself. It's only made for for yourself if it works retroactively. But if it doesn't work retroactively, you chop your wife from now on is not, but you would still continue to be. So why can't you do it? Right? So much is like this. Now Isaac Dagbal make his guy is so late for Ishto for who litzer, and he'll still remain usur. Right? The Svaru we said yesterday because you can't be made for, for yourself. You won't be made for yourself. The only reason you can say you're made for yourself is it's working retroactively, but it's not working retroactively, then you'll stay Asir and she'll be Mufur. It must be that the reason why he can't do it because then he'd be made for, for himself and he cannot be made for, for himself must be that it actually works retroactively. Someone says, Loi. Loi Lamegis Gaius. I'll tell you it doesn't work that way. It really actually it does work retroactively. The reason why you cannot do it if you've made yourself dependent on your wife is because that's the story that we saw and I said yesterday. Is because when she says, I want to be a Nazir, and you say, and I want to be like you, that's considered like an affirmation. You're affirming. Therefore, the reason you cannot be made for is not because retroactively you'll be made for yourself. No! Because once you said, and me, it's as if you affirmed her Nazir. Once you affirm... Then what? You cannot go back and be made for. That's the reason you cannot be made for. So you can't bring me a riot that it has to work retroactively. It doesn't work retroactively. But you can't be made for it. Not because it's working retroactively. You can't be made for it because you affirmed it. That's the reason. But then who delayed for a law, you should be able to be made for her. That wouldn't affect you. But I know time, the reason is the Lamatsi Mefer came with the Amar Lavani. Because when you said, I also like you, it's command the Amar Kaimelachi. It's as if you affirmed. And once you affirmed, you cannot go back and revoke. Kaimelachi Vladami. So now, there is an option, because we learned earlier in the Dorin, that even when you affirm, if it's within the clock is still ticking, you can go to base to remove an affirmation. Same way you can revoke a nether, you can affirm. So if you go back to Beistin and you affirm the nether, the, the affirmation, then technically maybe you would still be able to go back to your wife and revoke her nether. But if you don't, that's the reason because it's an affirmation. So, if you want to go back and be shoel on your hakama, then matzimeifer, you still might be able to be mefer, because again, it could be that a chops of moving forward wouldn't affect you, not that it works reverse, you have no raya. Very low, but if you aren't macho, if you don't revoke it, then low, you're not able to be made for because you were a makam. Low matzi made for, you can't be made for. Toshima, come and listen. Again, the shaila is when a husband's made for, does it chop it off moving forward or does it do it retroactive? Toshima, isho, shenodra, venozir. We're going to have this as Mishnah later on. What happened over here, uh, we had it in, in Pei Gimel, I believe, later on in Chakal. So it says like this, an isho, she went and made a nazirus, and she also designated animals that she's going to use for the, when the process of the Naziris is completed. Alright? Husband comes along and says, what are you doing? I don't want you to be a Nazira. And he's made for her, 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 her Naziris. Now, if they were his animals, the only right she had to use the animals if they're his animals, is if he would have accepted the Nazirus. But since he didn't accept the Nazirus, so then take to the Syrup and the Edra. The animals go back into the Chulin. The animals go back into the yard. They have no Kedusha whatsoever because she does not have an ability to consecrate them if he did not agree that what? Shishu and Nazirus. But in Shalai, so let's say they were her animals, Habayim Tamus. The chatas, there's nothing to do with it. Once a chatas become a chatas and you cannot discharge your obligation with it, you have to let it die. 
ask the Gemara Gvalagakasha. If you tell me that the way when the husband's made for the nether, it makes it retroactively as if it didn't exist, then it should be the consecration that she made. Pull it. Only this only makes sense if you tell me if he chops it and it's only moving forward, but what she did is already bound. So now I understand the difference between his animals and her animals. His animals, she had no right to do it. No right to do it. It's nothing. But her animals, she had a right to do. Now just she was made for the nedra. Her animal still, khatas, it still has to die. But if you learn it's retroactive, retroactive, then it comes out that she was, that there was no need for the animal to become kodosh. Well, well, that's only afterward. Right now, that's, we know that, that's the maskana of what, based on what, this on one side of the, right now we're saying our should work like a hatorah. That's the question. That's, that's exactly what we're asking now. How does Afara work? We're asking, does Afara work like Atara or not? That's exactly what we're asking over here. So when the East Al-Qadari, the Baal Maker Akar, and if you tell me that the Baal is Oker like Hatara, that we're, so then Lechara take Lechulin, that even if it's her animal, what should be the Din? Should also go Lechulin. Elam Shmamina must be that the Baal is Maker's guy is that the husband chops it off because if he does it retroactively, then her animal should not be Kadosh. Says the more I disagree with you. We're gonna to have to explain this a little later. Achronim says for you, we have to look into. But the says like this, I'll tell you no. That the husband does do it retroactive. When the husband comes along and says, I don't want you to be a Nazira, I don't want your nether, this revokes it from the beginning. I your question was that if that's so then what? About the animals. And why is the khatas? Consider it still be Kadosh Kratas. Behind the timer came the Lord Zerah Kapora because what happens right now is that at now that he revoked it, she doesn't need Kapora with that Khatas. So what do we look at it like? It has the status of one of the Khatas that have to die. Because you have a situation where you made a Korban Khatas and now the husband, the, the owner died. So you don't need to use it anymore. When you don't need to use it, you have to let it die. So the fact that the husband says over here, I don't want you to be an Azira, that gives that status of a Zachatas that, that, that no longer is needed for the Kapora. Right? The Gemira, we have a tradition, Thomas. Now the, the Rishonim, I mean the, the Achronim say, what is going on over here? How does this work? Right? Because Lechora, the, the same case, if it would have been based in, Let's say you go to Beistin, and Beistin are Matir, the Nether, right? Then the animals would not have been Kadosh. So why, if it's going, going retroactively, and the, and, 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 the, and the husband does it, why does the animal still remain Kadosh? If retroactively means like it never existed, that should not have been consecrated. So they say that there's a difference. Listen to the, the difference. difference. between the Beistin and the husband. The difference is like this. When Beistin are revoking the Nether, they Matir the Nether, they have to find that at the time you did it, there's a, there's a mistake. They have to find, you would not have intended to do it. Now, if you do it, it comes out retroactively, that whatever you did retroactively was done with a mistaken assumption, then we understand that the animal will not be kadosh. But by a husband, even if you tell me that it uproots it from the beginning, it doesn't make what happened into a mistake. It just means it goes back to that point. And therefore, the consecration that she made wasn't a consecration by mistake. And it gets consecrated. It just now gets, there's no need for that consecration. No need for that consecration that it has to left to die. That's how the Akronim and Masber, the difference between the two. Let's go back to them. Toshima, come and listen. Ha'isha shenodra benozir. Ha'isha shoysa b'yayayin. So a woman made herself an Azira, and she violated an Azirus. Either she forgot on purpose, she went and drank wine. Alright, we'll see that it's on purpose, because we, so, Omitamala Mason, Harezu Sofegis Arboyim, she's gonna get lashes for her violation. Now, that's all it says so far, right? So the question is, what's the Chiddush? What happened over here? A woman said, already knows her, drank wine, and what did the, now what did the husband say? If the husband affirmed it, then what's the Chiddush? What's the Kiddush? Must be the case he's talking about is that the husband only heard after she violated and even though he revoked, that only helps moving forward. It doesn't help going back. So therefore we have a raya that what? That it only makes his guy. It means it chops it moving forward. Because if it goes retroactive, then what should be? She shouldn't get lashes either. 
Right? So one says like this, Nahidami, what's the case? Elam at the for law. If the husband wasn't Mafer, if he affirmed it right, so then by the Ephabal, so then Sir Flamer, what's the purpose of telling me that? Then it's obvious. I don't need a Brisa to teach me that. Elapshita, the Hayfala, he did Mafer, the husband was Mafer. The Aizaga died to make an Akar and tell me it works retroactively, it revokes it retroactively. So I might have the husband, why should get lashes? It should come out that she did not violate. El Alash Mami, no, Baal make it's about to be chops it off. Says they want another raya. Really, it's talking about over here that he does revoke it retroactively. Okay? Now, and it's talking about over here that he was, he didn't revoke. If he would have revoked, she wouldn't have got the lashes. It's talking about that he didn't revoke. He affirmed. Your question is that, well, then why do I have to tell me that? That's push it! If he, if he did not revoke, she's going to get lashes. I'll tell you why, because again, there's a second half to this brysa. And this only reason it gives the first half, there's no chiddush in the first half, it's only to twin it, to create symmetry, to match it up, to contrast it with the second half of this brysa. Tektani Sefer, because what does it say in the Sefer? Hey, for Loba, I don't know if it's a Mishnah, is it a Mishnah? I think it may be a Mishnah. What's that? A Mishnah. Tektani Sefer, it says in the second half of this Mishnah, what happens if he was Mayfair, but she didn't realize? Let's say she never knew. He was Mayfair without her presence. And then she drank wine, or as Matam al What would happen in that case? Right. Now, so therefore, therefore like this. Hey, for love, and she did not know that he was made for. Faisal shows the yarn and she was drinking wine with Tamil Amazing. And it's a Vegas is our boy. She does not get lashes. Meaning like this. The first part of the Mishnah when it says that she gets lashes, he's not talking about where he was made for. He wasn't made for. So the question is, why do you have to tell me that? Of course you get lashes. You're right. Because it just wants to contrast it with the second half of the Brysa, which is talking about where he was Mayfair, then she doesn't get lashes. That's it. But you have no Raya. It means you said if there's no need to write, it must be told about in the first part of the Brysa, he was Mayfair. And if he was Mayfair, why should she get lashes? Should I undo it retroactively? Must be it's not retroactive. No, it does go retroactive. Why does she get lashes? Because the first half of the one who wasn't made for. Why are you writing the first half he wasn't made for? To contrast with the second half where he was made for. Tana nami reisha, so figures, he's talking about which good lashes, and even though there, there was no, uh, we're talking about that, that there was no hafora in that case, and, uh, and, 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 and not talking about that there was hafora. There was no hafora. There would have been hafora, it would have done retroactively, she wouldn't have got it. But the only reason you keep in case of there was no hafora, because the second half of the mission is not a case where there was. Gentlemen, stop over.